Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, welcome back, Rare Talks. You already know what it is. Like, comment, and subscribe if you haven't. Make sure that you check out the Spotify for the new exclusive episodes and make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube, yeah? A lot of people are coming to the YouTube, but they're not subscribing. You need to subscribe to the YouTube so you can get the notification bell when the new episodes drop. And today, I'm joined by a special guest, yeah? And we met each other through my comment section on my Rare Talks Instagram. So, yeah, if you ever want to get in touch with me, yeah, just comment. And I'm here, you know what I'm saying? So we had a little back and forth and I said, come down and we'll have a conversation. And that's what grown men do. They have conversations, they don't fight each other. They have grown up conversations. It's really good that we understand this. We're not fighting each other, having grown up conversations, you know what I'm saying? So I don't even have to introduce him. Introduce yourself, my brother. Hi there. I'm glad to be, first and foremost, I'm glad to be on the Red Talks podcast. Love, love, love. My name is Mace Douglas, AKA the Red Cloud God. Or known as Mason R.K. Douglas, my author name. Mm. But yeah, glad so, to be here. See, I didn't even know that he's even an author of a book. See, I, I meet more. You see, when you open your mind up to to meet different people, you can meet incredible people. So yeah, tell us something about your book. Okay, well, this is a poetry book. It's a collection of the poetry that I wrote whilst whilst depressed, whilst severely, severely depressed. I'm autistic and uh, I just went through it. I didn't know I was autistic for a long time in my life. Mm. So a lot of the struggles that I went through in my life, people expected me to jump through hoops that I couldn't actually jump through. Mm. And then through that, like that struggling with work, relationships and all of these things, started suffering from depression and my outlet is writing. Mm. So I was just writing, 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 writing. And then eventually just thought, you know, need to put this together. I need to start putting things out there. Mm. And I really write fantasy. Like fantasy novels, I'm trying to write, like, you know, the Black Game of Thrones. That's what I'm actually <laughs> trying to <laughs> that'll do. That would be sick, That's though. what I'm trying that'll to That would be kind of sick, though, I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to get that out there. I'm trying to get that, but I needed to get published. Mm. And just, you know, so you've got some skin in the game. Mm, mm. So I thought, let me put together my poetry mm. and get that published. Why don't you think of doing an audio book? 
You know, funnily enough, I just don't like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> Get someone else. I'll do it. I'll do it no, for bro, you. Bro, I'll bro. read it for you. I'm bro, actually, bro. I don't mind. No. I got the mics here. We could just no, do an audio book. We could get that correct. Yeah, because audio books, a lot of people listen to audio books. Definitely. Like, because even me now, I was listening to, I listen to like a few audio books. Mm -hmm. But it's the person's voice who's done it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But obviously, I don't think people would really know unless they know you personally. But yeah, I think audio book would be good as well. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. Definitely try about that. That's deep, man. You got all your poetry out there. So, mm -hmm. when you say you're autistic, people mm -hmm. would say an autistic person. How did you, as an autistic person, write a book? So, autism's a very, very wide spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I started working in primary school when I was 23 years old. Mm -hmm. So, that was back in 2014. Mm -hmm. And after working in primary school for several months, the uh, SENCO, or the SENCO, which is the leader of the person who deals with children with special educational needs, they noticed that my behaviour was just different mm. to other people. And then they took me aside and compared me to a few of the children that I was actually working with and were like, Mason, do you know why you relate to these children so well? Do you understand why you get them in a way that you know it's because you're the same as them? So do you, want to, you need to think about maybe getting yourself diagnosed and funnily enough, the Senko actually knew my mother. Mm. And because they knew my mother, they spoke to my mum. And after them speaking to my mum, then, you know, where you've been saying your whole life to your mum, mum, stuff don't add up. Things is different for me. Mm -hmm. you know? I'm not the same as everyone else. So your mum's like, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just get on with it. Just get on with it. You just got to try harder. Mm -hmm. You're being lazy. Then she realised, no, maybe he was right. Maybe things are different. Maybe he is different. So after getting diagnosed, I've realised that I'm on uh, the high-functioning end of the autism spectrum. Uh, I have what they would have called Asperger's syndrome before. Mm. And there, when you're on that high-functioning end of the, of the spectrum, you're actually able to kind of cut through life without most people actually noticing that you're autistic. They just think that you're weird and you've got weird ways. Mm. So in having those weird ways, I'm actually able to do a lot of what other people can do in terms of things like writing a book and being able to get a job and work a normal job, so to speak. Mm. But it's just the uh, social interactions and struggles I have when I do these things mm. create a lot of mental stress. Oh, on yourself? Yeah. Okay. So, like, even trying to have normal conversations with people at work, there are interactions that I don't... I don't understand every social cue. I, don't, I can be very, very rude to people mm. without even noticing that I'm being rude. I don't realise it's rude to be so abrupt because I'll just say things for what they are. Mm. And then people will be like, oh, you're not supposed to say that. And it was like, wait, what? Growing up all the time, I was like, why am I not supposed to say that? But we all know that. We all know it's true. And they're the only person that's <laughs> like, it's not true. No, if they, if that's autism, bro, I must be autistic because I, I do the same thing. <laughs> like, in my normal life, that's me on a day-to-day -day basis. But mm. I, I thought I was just normal. Like, you know, the funniest yeah. thing is that one thing I have known from my diagnosis is that I'm not the only one. I'm definitely mm. not the only one of our age group mm. of like children who were born in the late 80s or like just not even late 80s from the 90s, late 80s, mm. 70s. There's so many people that are on the spectrum and have just had to force to cut through life. Mm. Just for, And some of us have just been affected by it more than others. So it's handicapped some people more so than other people in terms of how they can move forward in life. Like, my autism, I know, blocked me in certain areas in terms of certain social things. But now that I know that I'm autistic, I deal with those situations differently. Mm. 
Whereas depending on your avenue in life, depending on what you're doing in life, like if you were, say, a footballer who's got two super skilled, other people would be like, that guy is so meticulous. Like, mm. he's so weird in how he is. But because you're a footballer and you're sick at football, you've just cut through life and just gone on to be a professional footballer. And people are like, why is he, why don't he do interviews? Why is he not the mm. same as everyone else? It's like, oh, because he's autistic. That's why. Like, you look at certain football managers and you look at someone like Rafa Benitez, who's mm. so stubborn, and you think, why is he so stubborn? He's most likely on the spectrum somewhere. Yeah, That's why he's yeah. a tactical genius, why he's yeah. so stubborn and yeah, all yeah. these little details. Mm. It's deep, because I, I never even looked at it like that, you know. Um, I don't think they was diagnosing it correct. Maybe they weren't diagnosing it correct when I was younger, and maybe our parents didn't want to accept it, because sometimes our parents also play a role in all of this stuff as well. Like, what? My child ain't got nothing. Oh, yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes they're not listening to what the teacher's actually got to say, so that can have an effect as well. Definitely, definitely. Because yeah. I understand black parents not wanting to put labels on their children. Mm. But what one thing that uh, I would say as somebody who didn't have the label put on me as a child, mm. it wasn't about a label. It's about getting access to the help to mm. help you cut through life yes. a lot more. Because if I'd have got access to that help, the help that I was giving children in primary school, children who did have the autism diagnosis, the help they could get from me, they would have been kicked out of mainstream school if I wasn't there sitting down with them through class. Mm. Because of when they when they have an outburst, they're flipping over tables and mm. smacking guys around the head and the school don't want that there. But mm. I can help them so that they can just get through a lesson mm. and get through the day calm without banging out yeah. and all of these things. Mm. So... You know, it's definitely, if you think your child's on the spectrum, then definitely go get them that help because also the government won't give you money. <laughs> Trust me, get all that dough, yeah, mm -hmm. all of it. Get all that money, yeah, don't let them, uh, trust me. But, um, so with your book, where can someone, if someone wanted to get it, where would they get it from? Right now, my book's available for purchase on Amazon. So you could just type in on Amazon and you can get a softback copy like the one I've got here or you can get an ebook sent to whatever device you've got. Mm. And if you're over stateside, you can look on Barnes & Nobles. But if you're anywhere in Europe, then look on Amazon. Amazon, yeah. So go to Amazon and, and go and cop that, yeah. And make sure you support. So um, getting on to the topic of today. The topic of today, yeah. So the topic of today that I've chose that we're going to speak about is... Do white women look down on black men? So um, this topic came about because um, there was a video circulating, if you haven't seen it already, um, of this, I don't even know, this this woman, and she's talking about my black soul sisters. If you're a black man and you look down on black women, then we don't want you, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, this video, it didn't sit well with me. Yeah, And the reason why it never sat well with me is because in my mind... She didn't make sense. She was sticking up for one side of the black community, but then casting another side of the black community. In my mind, that's an oxymoron. You can't stand up for one, but then try to belittle another. Doesn't make sense. If you stand up for the whole flight, but it's always going to look that way when, you're, when you've got something called white privilege standing behind you. Because you don't know both of the struggles that we're mm. both going through. You don't know the struggles that black men go through why they want white women. Mm. And you don't know the struggles that a black woman goes through where she gets looked down on black men. Mm. Because you're not in that spectrum. You've got the white privilege. Mm. You cut through on each side. What do you actually know? You can say that I empathise with them and I feel their pain and some of my friends felt this. Yeah, we can all say that. You know what I'm saying? But... In hindsight, you can't actually 
make certain statements you're making. So that's where this um, actually came from. I've been talking about the topic for a couple, like a good six months, but I've never actually got like a good reply from it. Um, all I get is, yeah, they do. Like, okay. Describe, man. Tell me more. So, um, yeah, today's, what do you think? Do you think white women look down on black men? Okay. Well, firstly, let's address the topic of that girl's video mm. before I get on to what I actually think about in this subject. So addressing the topic of that girl's video specifically, because that was why I commented on your page and that's yeah. what led me to be here. After hearing how you actually feel about it and hearing you speak on it more the, more so than just the uh, isolated, what you said in that clip, mm. where you've elaborated on your point more, I understand the point you're coming with because I couldn't understand the point you're coming with before because before I did feel like, well, she's just standing in solidarity with black women and if she's standing in solidarity with black women and we're about protecting our black women, what's the problem with what she's got to say? But you've overstood what she said. And you said, oh, okay, cool. If you're doing that, why aren't we dealing with all of it? Why are you just looking at just this small thing? Why aren't we looking at the whole breadth of the spectrum yes. of the situation? Yes. And you as a black king in your own right, that is fully your prerogative. Mm. And it is also your prerogative as a black king to say, I don't want to hear no white person's opinion on anything black at all. Mm. So I'm like, But you're not even saying that. You're not saying that. You're saying if you are going to speak, then speak about it. All don't just speak about part and parcel of it, especially when you come from a place of privilege yes. speaking on our issues. And that's something that I also have to say I'm in agreement with. Mm. Now, do white women look down on black men in general, in my experience? To all the white women that know me personally, you don't look down on black men, but yes, white women do look down on black men. Mm. The white women I know personally, no, you don't. You guys are my friends. We're cool. We're cool. This isn't about you. I just know that this isn't about you when I'm about to say what I'm about to say. Because as I said earlier, I worked in primary school. I worked in primary school for six and a half years of my life. And working in primary school made me more depressed than I've ever been in my entire life. Oh, wow. And I wasn't depressed through working with children. I love working with other people's children. Like It's great in the sense that you just help elevate and develop the next generation. I was there to help these young black kids get that help in school that I wasn't able to get. And I was helping young black kids, young Asian kids, young white kids, every kid, mm. everybody. But the oppression, the subtle oppression I felt from white women the entire time I was there grinded down my soul. Grinded down my soul to the point that I left the country and moved to Tenerife and lived there for nine months. I wrote this book while I was in Tenerife. No way. Yes. It I, got that bad? It got that bad. I literally just quit my job and was on a plane a week later. I quit my job due to a specific incident where a white parent of a mixed-race child was saying that I was trying to bully their child because their child was getting up and walking around the classroom and doing all kinds of stuff in the classroom that they're just not allowed to do. And the teacher wasn't telling them to stop. And because I was a one-to-one, -one, the child I worked with had extra privileges. This child was their friend. They wanted the same privileges as their friend. They're not allowed the same privileges as their friend. I'm the one-to-one -one who is forced to be the person telling them no when they're trying to come over to us. I had other teachers who bore witness to these situations. But yet, because of the school system, 
the white women who are in charge of the school have to take these things seriously every time the white parent wants to complain on me. So I'm in the head teacher's office every week like I'm some little batty hole. Like I'm actually doing something wrong. <laughs> like I'm one of the kids. I'm there in the office for the same thing. And you guys already know it's the same thing, but you're still bringing me in the office and having to chat to me. Why am I being stressed and oppressed like this? So, yes, I know that definitely in an industry where they are dominant and there are more of them anywhere than anyone else, and there are white women I worked with in those schools who are wonderful and beautiful women who were just there to help and support me and hated that that was happening to me. I will not pretend that they weren't there. But the system, in terms of how I was oppressed by the system and the fact that this happened in not just one, but every single one of the eight schools I worked in in six years. That's why it was eight in six years, because when I start feeling too much, I just got to get out. Because I felt like I was in the movie Get Out. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> Sink. Oh, that, that is mad. Bro. Bro, that is crazy. That is crazy. And it's funny that you say that because... Um, Going through experiences like that, um, how did that shape you? Like, because now as a person, like that, you went through them experiences. How has that shaped you as a person? For me, it's just taught me that uh, you know. Okay, so we all grew up in the hood here. Mm. So we all grew up in the hood, and growing up in the hood raises black men to be in this self-destructive mindset mm. where we feel like our enemies are other black men. Yes, and this taught me that no. <laughs> Black men aren't the people out to get me at mm. all. Black mm. men, like these black men who are out to get me, they're just crabs. Yeah. They're just crabs in, in the, the bucket. bucket yes. It's like Nines' album said, they're fully just crabs in the bucket. And you see why Nines is sitting on the edge of the bucket? Because he's from the hood. So when you're from the hood and you've got that mindset to get out of the bucket, you're still on the edge of it because there's still men them who are stuck in the bucket who can drag you back down when they go, oh, bro, i got beef, fam, and you got to go back it next week. Mm. Then you've been dragged back down into the bucket. Mm. Like you can get dragged back down into the bucket by doing what happens in the boondocks, getting into a nigger moment where you and another black man have a random altercation with each other that can just escalate further just because you both, that mm. altercation instantly mm. pushed you both back into the bucket. Mm. It, and, if, and it takes one of you to not be in the bucket to be like, bro, what's this all about? Mm. Ain't we both black brothers? Like, whoa, man's not on beef with you, bro. I don't know you from nowhere. Mm. It's not, it, no, bro, it's nothing. I'm sorry I stepped on your shoe, bro. It's dead. It's dead, bro. It's dead. It's dead. Mm. Man ain't on nothing, bro. And some man will be like, oh, you're wet, fam. You're moist. But you see me? I don't care. Any man can call me wet, moist, whatever. I don't beef black people. Mm. It's after being oppressed by the oppressor for years of my life. What am I, what do I look like? Beefing another black man. That's moist, man. That's moist to me. That's proper moist. That's moist to me. And you know what the funny thing is, yeah? Um, the thing is, we're not... We have to start showing that we're above that mindset. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. people might think man's moist or whatever, but man lives to see another day. Some of these guys that are meant to be bad and they're gangsters, they're in their coffin, bro. bro. They, what did the bad get you? Bro, they're in their coffin. Or Where did the brave man or the bad boy get you? You're dead. Jail, or you're doing 28 years. I'm out yeah, here free. Yeah, yeah. Call me moist, but I'm free. Ha ha, who's laughing now? Bro. You're in a cell for the next 28 years of your life around men. Bro. I'm out here on road doing different things, traveling, guy in the world, living my life. By the time I get to the end of my life, I'll be like, yeah, I've done some things. You, you're going to be regretting a lot of things. So 
I never really listened to what other people got to say about me because their opinions have never made me as a person. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. You, If you live your life focused on what this person says, that person says, that's why you do stuff. Mm -hmm. The pressure of the internet. No, so a man who see a video of a man getting pressured yeah, on the internet, he'd be like, oh, I'm going to have to bang out on these youths. Definitely. All right, cool. You got to bang out on these youths because of the internet. Yep. The internet's pushing you to do and things. Really, it shows me that a lot of these black youths, unfortunately, really, you don't actually have self-confidence and love yourself truly. Because when you love yourself as a black person, truly love yourself, you love being black. And then you can't, hate other black people. I'm not saying it's not fuck them niggas who stabbed your boy. I'm not saying that because of course it is because them man stabbed your boy. But you ain't going to be out here every day with all your energy going to look for them man. <laughs> like, oh bro, we need to get that man down. Like, bro, you're looking in the mirror and you're trying to kill the mirror. Like, you road man, the youths, your ops are the same as you. Like, same. they're actually just the mirror reflection of you more time. So you're actually just trying to kill that what you're seeing in the mirror. That's dead, bro. That's so self-destructive. So self-destructive. Now, I'm not saying if there's not real reasons and things happen. Okay, things have happened. Like, there's real reasons. That's why wars start in real life. Like, because real reasons. People violate people. Okay, cool. You've got to defend yourself. Cool. But to be actively out here seeking the destruction of people who look like you. That's mad. That's that's self hate and and we're, we're taught that from a young age, not realize that we're taught it. We really don't realize that we're taught it. I'm not trying to preach to you, man, bro. I listen to rappers talking about banging mashes every day. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not caught up in the cycle as well, and I'm not trying to preach to anyone. But I am saying that I'm just making a subtle change for myself, yeah. and all that takes is to just make a change for yourself. To just say, bro, you know what? If I really care about Black Lives Mattering, then I'm not going to beef any black youths. And if a black youth starts random beef with me, that I, that I can stop it before it escalates. Like, if a man punch me in my face right now, then I've got to defend myself. I've got to fight him. I've got to fight this black youth right now. Yeah, cool. But if a man come to me like, yo, bro, what are you saying? I'll be like, not saying nothing, bro. It's cool. Church, like, church. I'm not meeting his energy with other aggressive yeah, energy yeah, to make yeah. it escalate further because my pride makes me know that I don't need to. Like, fam, man can fight. Man's not shook. So what, what do I need to prove to you that I'm not shook in this moment? No, bro. If you was really on something, you'd have come over and banged me in my face. You wouldn't even be coming over and talking. Thank so you. So the very fact that you're coming over and talking shows that you're on some bravado shit. So I'm just going to bring your bravado right back down and we can just both move on and live. Mm. Both just go back home to whoever we're going back home to, safe, happy, and cool. Like that is that is deep because um there's a story behind what you just said. I was I was walking one day, I was walking. This is in lockdown, and some youths in his car, and he's just watching me, he's just screwing me. But bruv, I'm telling you right now, I was not screwing the youth. I didn't even I didn't even know he existed. Mm. All right, the youths like done a three sixty in his car. So I'm like, is he all right? So now I'm actually looking at the car like, is he all right? So I was like, whatever. I'm still walking, going about my business. He's gone in his house. He must have got a weapon and come back up. Drove his car next to me. He said, bro, what are you saying now, brother? What are you screwing me for? I said, excuse me? Because I'm, I'm mad confused. Like, you really, what? <laughs> so I've walked over to the car because obviously yeah, in my mind, I know what in my mind, what's gonna, I'm trying to transpire him. Mm -hmm. and I walked over to his car and I said, what? So I've come over to the car, yeah? And as I've come over to the car, I've seen on his 
car seat, he's got a tool. He's got mm-hmm. like a weapon, yeah? like a ratchet or something. He's got a tool. Mm-hmm. I'm, like a hammer or something. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, this is mad in his head. Look at him. And I said, brother, I wasn't even looking at you. I said, brother, listen, I'm a Muslim, bro. I ain't even know none of that stuff. Mama looked at me. I could see in his mind, he was confused. Like, what? What has just happened? I thought he was on something. And I was just like, no, brother. Brother, what, we, we need to stop this, you know, me and you. Like, I'm not your enemy, bro. And he's like, you know, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's safe, brother. Nothing, it's cool. You're cool, brother. And then drove off. I thought in my head, he must feel so stupid right bro, now. Bro, these men always... Because he came so on that, like, what we say in that, right, right? And I'm just like, I just went home and said, brother, what, what's up? I wasn't even looking at you. What am I saying now? I wasn't saying nothing. In the Thank you. Thing. I wasn't, bro, I don't even know you. Why am I your enemy? Why did you want to jump out your car with your ratchet and try and do me something? Brother, I weren't even pennying you. I'm telling you, I didn't penny to you. All I saw was you reversing his car out of his driveway. That's the only thing I looked at. I didn't look at him and, in general. And no offence to half you road, man. Like, no offence to any of you, man, but you, man, need to stop acting like deer in headlights. You, man, need to stop acting like prey animals. You act like animals that are prey animals because prey animals are the ones that when they feel threatened, they start banging up. Like, bro, predators don't feel don't feel threatened. You think sharks swim around the ocean worrying about what them little pussy old fish are doing? <laughs> Trust me. They don't worry about that, bro. All the real-life killers and drillers, man, really knows. They don't care. They walk down on the road. These men are so humble because they don't care. Because they're not threatened by no one. So when I see you two are so jumpy and threatened by me, I, I feel sorry for them because I think, oh, so you're not really on smoke then. Like maybe some niggas just got you and just stabbed you or just got your boys or something. You're on edge, bro. Because why are you on edge for me? Like, who am I? I'm on nothing, bro. Like I said, bro, I was a primary school teacher for six years, bro. Like these men had to have a legit DBS. They're actually checking, my man. Can't afford to get bagged for nothing, fam. Can't get back to the spliff room, boy. Not nothing. You get me, fam? So I le- legally, my record shows, I was on nothing. Nothing. So even if man was on something, man had to be doing it so, so, so smart that man's on nothing. So, bro, I'm not a threat to no one. I can't be out here on no bait beef with no one. No way. That would I'd have lost my whole job. Even now, I'd lose my reputation. I'd still be, they, bro. If I did anything now, they'd be putting me up in the newspaper. Going, look, primary school teacher. They, bro, they wouldn't care that I don't work in primary school no more. That I ain't worked in there for three years. They'd be like, That's primary school teacher, teacher was a gang banger. Mm. <laughs> This, that, they would... You know, you, we all know what, what the newspapers are like. They yeah. would love to ruin, man. Love to rough man out. And, and that's, the, that's the scary thing about it all, yeah, because, like, your energy is for the wrong reasons as well. It's like, I'm hearing little youth saying that they're taking out civilians or doing civilians. Like, they're going to areas and just saying, anyone that I see in this area that looks rolled, I'm just going to do. That is the most dumbest thing in the world. Let me tell you why that's dumb. In 25 years from now, when you look back and say, well, I got down the youth that even have nothing to really do with it. He was just like an innocent youth. Like, you're going to regret it because you're going to do 25 of your years of your life. So if you come out like you're 20, come out like when you're, what, 45, half your life's gone, you've got mad stuff on your records, you've probably been through more stuff in prison because our life works is that when you do that bad to people, it always comes back full circle on you, no matter in some shape or form it comes back on you. It could come back on you in a, in a psychological way. People always think 
like you're gonna get done like over or something. Yeah, you could just come back in a psychological yeah, way. Yeah, easy. yeah. You you could be going through depression mm-hmm. in yourself every day, thinking of suicide. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a mad thing. Thinking your mind's like a maze and nobody loves you, and you could be in a place where you're you, where man's just traumatized, where man's just paranoid, man's in the yard, and man. I've seen youths take cab from their house to the shops. I said, bro, why are you taking cab from your house to the shop? That's how scared man is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said, bro, you need to just leave the area. Yeah. If it's that bad, get out of the country, yeah. bro. Yeah. Look how big the world is. Yeah. I've seen a youth do that because of feds, because of how deep his oval actually was. And the one time he did walk down the road, he got banned. Like, his oval was that deep. And it's just like, even then, still... Brother, why are you living in this much fear? Why do you have to live in that that's much mad. That's, 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 that's mentally, that's madness, You're bro. not actually free when you're living like that. No, you're not. You're not actually free. You might as well be in prison because <laughs> your, your mind's in prison already. Yeah. Yep. The only thing free is your limbs, but your mind's in prison. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's a famous saying, is, does freedom have a meaning if you're trapped in your ways? You know? Because, um, yeah, does freedom have a meaning if you're trapped in your ways? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, many of us are trapped in these these mindsets. And, like, I find it funny when I see man wanting to bang and all that. Because, like I said, I'll defuse any situation quickly. Young boy, I'm not... I know the energy that you come with. And I remember the other day I was, like, at a food shop. Some you walked past and the energy was just on 100. Like, And I, I looked at him and I just looked down. I didn't even look at him. You know why? Because... You have to understand, sometimes when you're in that dark place in your life, yeah, mm-hmm. like he's in a dark place. Mm-hmm. He's in a very dark place. Balaclava, everything. He's in a dark place. Mm-hmm. Me looking at him could just be a problem because he's in a dark place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you're in that dark place, you just got to leave people because, like I say to people, like there was a youth in the ends, he was robbing everyone, robbing everyone. I said, he robbed man, and I said, brother, I guarantee you he gets shot or something in the next week. A month later, my man gets nicked for murder. So I didn't wish bad on him, but I'm just saying the energy that he was you putting out to see, the world. You could just see the trajectory. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going down that yeah, route. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's going down that route. He's, yep. he's eventually going to commit a murder because it's, of the where his mind's at. Yeah, no, it's, it's, he's in a dark place. Bro, it, bro, it's just like how record labels will sit there with a rapper doing well and look at his projection and go, okay, oh, if this tune did this, then the next tune's going to hit a million streams. Man, them can see. Oh well, if this youth's doing this, then the next thing he's gonna do is go back at M. Mm. It's just you can mm. see the snowballing effect yes. very simply. Yes, very simply when you understand how that industry works. Mm. And from us growing up, where we grew up, man understands how those paths go. Mm. We see where it ends up. And it's just and because the music's changed, the, the frequencies of the music's changed. A lot of people don't know this. Um, the music has on a different type of frequency now. Drill is on a different type of frequency. Mm-hmm. When when I mean by that is that if you look at what all of Drill is promoting is is actually just promoting the destruction of the black community. There's no positive side to it. You can try, but the one that's going to really get the million or the two million views is the one that's the most negative. And the reason being is because everybody wants to hear that. Everybody wants to hear the negative. Nobody wants to hear, oh, he's doing positive drill. Positive drill where? What, what's he talking about? Oh, that's rubbish. Even me, myself, want to hear the crazy stuff. Bro. Yeah, like, yeah, go kill everybody. Bro, you know what I'm bro, saying? Bro, it's a madness. Bro, bro, this is why I have to say that I am just as self-destructive as everybody else. Because, brother, I want to listen to a man talking about how big their mash is, how many ops they got down. I want to know that he's really certified in the streets. Yeah, all of that stuff matters to me. And I don't know why it matters to me. So I have to say it's self-destructive. And as much as I'm a 
I'm on the edge of the bucket. I know I ain't fully escaped the bucket yet, bro. <laughs> I know that for a fact. I don't have enough money to insulate myself from the bucket completely. These crabs are still trying to pull man back down. But we are not each other's enemy. We are not each other's enemy. We are not each other's problem. Our problem is people like Pretty Patel that are dashing back Mandem's grandparents through Windrush shit like that. Our problem is the fact that uh, Brexit means there's not enough food in supermarkets now and stuff like that. That's what the Mandem's problem really is. And boom, do white women look down on black men? That's more of our problem. The fact that some of you black men are just going out with white girls that look down on you and just selling out yourself and selling out everything to do with you rather than uplifting our community. Do you, I, I think sometimes it's a, it's a complex where some men don't feel comfortable being with black women because they think that they're not going to make it in life with a black woman. So they, do they choose opposite, you know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of men are doing it out of the basis of, it's like, if I'm with a black woman, if I'm with a white woman, she, my image is going to look better. Does it make sense? That does make sense because... As much as we said earlier about black men being crabs in the bucket, there are unfortunately black women who are also crabs in the same bucket. Mm. And there's also another bucket for black women in terms of how old they are. Like, I don't want to speak too much on this because there's no black woman here to defend black women and speak from their perspective. But at the same time, definitely, like we all know about the Eurocentric dress code that they have to wear and all of these things that they have to fall into. And then I definitely... I've I've heard black guys say, oh well, if this if this black girl's gonna just look like a white girl anyway, why not just with the real thing? And all the fetishization and the fact that white people are ultimately the leaders of the world, and some black guys would would rather be in with the leaders than just on the on the outskirts looking in, mm. and they don't understand truly developing a building from within mm. and elevating from within, and the fact that ultimately no community ever ever elevates through hanging on the coattails of the oppressor like do you think do you think there's a conspiracy um to 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 turn the black man against the black woman because i'll be honest with you on my podcast and i'm gonna have to put this out there for the people here i get a lot of hate from black women more than any other nationality of people i do not receive hate from certain communities i only get it from the black women and it's got to the point now where it's it's so visible that it's actually made, it's hurting my heart. Mm. Like, I don't have nothing against my black sisters. I just like to put that out there. But if I see you do something wrong, then I will pull you up on her body. Mm. And I think that that is a good thing for us as a community. We can't keep seeing, it's like when they pull up black men for doing things that are wrong. We got to take it as black men and say, mm -hmm. you know what? We need to do better. Yep. We need to do better, 100%. bro. You know what I'm saying? We're not doing what we're meant to be doing. 100%. But what happens when we do it to the black women is that you hate us and you're it and I get the most hate from black women more than any other nationality okay, of people. So, uh, okay, cool. So now I'm going to draw myself out now, 100%. 100% going to draw myself out in what yeah. I'm going to say. The way how, the way how, okay, so men, when we're taught, like, you see how women have a problem with the thing that, like, a woman, a woman, a man, a woman smiles at them and then a man automatically thinks that she, she likes him. Mm -hmm. Said way that, that exists, that exists because of like the media, and the media is taught men that if a woman's nice to you, you like her, yeah. she likes you. The media has also taught women to have a lack of accountability, a lack of responsibility and accountability. 
women are being taught to be independent boss women and all of this kind of stuff, but not taught to do all of the same things that men had to do when men wanted to be that chivalrous man mm. who carries all of this part of the relationship. Mm. So, and in order to be that, when you were that chivalrous man to carry all of that stuff of the relationship, mm. your wife was expected to cook and clean and this, that and the other. Mm. Now, women aren't actually expected to do anything, no more because women aren't expected to be a housewife, no more. So where they're not expected to be a housewife, they're not expected to do anything, mm. but they have all these standards for us men. Mm. So, but, so we as men now are looking back at women and putting the accountability back onto them and going, yo, but you're not living up to these standards. Like you lot are saying you want to have wives, but you're not living up to these standards. But because they weren't taught to have accountability, they're like, why are you even giving us standards to live up to? Mm. Like, what are these standards? Shut up, you hate us. Mm. No, and just throwing it back at man, just mm. like with that kind of energy. And it's like, it's tiring. It's very, very, very tiring to deal with. Very that. tiring. I totally understand what you mean by that because that's uh, what you're like. What you're going through is essentially like the whole Kevin Samuels issue. Mm-hmm. Like, and like because that's what he does on his show. That he he's telling women to have accountability, and then they're, they're throwing it back at him like, oh, this, that, and the other. No, mm-hmm. no, no. And it's like because I've I've watched other episodes of your podcast and I've seen your comment sections on Instagram, so I see how the black women are getting onto you, and Mad. I see it in there, and I'm, and I'm. I've never commented before because I've never felt like you've ever said anything that man needed man was in disagreement with before. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I thought, no, nah, my man's chatting real stuff though. Mm-hmm, like yeah. he's chatting real stuff. Like don't know what you girls' problem is, but mm. but some people on the internet, especially, I've I've realized with everything. there's more women on the internet than men, and women are more likely to comment on your stuff. So say for instance, your fan base was just mainly women. You're gonna win whatever you do, whatever you do, you're win. You're gonna win. Your families. All right. So if your fan base now is less women, more men. Men, we we care, but we don't really care. Does it make sense? Yes. Like we'll watch something today, have something to say about it. I don't even care. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A woman will have something to say and say it right there and then, and not even realize she's not even making sense what she's saying. And that's how a lot of people they they go into relationships, and that's why they have failed relationships time and time again. And they always want to blame the man. I always tell people sometimes if you've been in five relationships, like a woman saying, "I only get married men," it's because that's all you seek. Yeah, that's all you seek. Definitely. Yeah, don't let's just up that. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome. Like, what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We attract what we, 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 definitely we, we attract, attract what we seek. What we seek. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. If yeah. You, if, you, if all your girls got mental health problems, it's because you like broken things. Thank you very much. And it's, and it's nothing wrong with that. If you've identified that as this thing, then you can fix it. But if you don't take accountability for things, there's no fixing. That means that the community is still damaged. Yep. So now we've got a pandemic right now, a real pandemic online, where I'm telling you, the majority of women, they, I'll put something up positive, they don't, they'll never see that. I put something up that's a little bit negative towards them, mm-hmm. and you're automatically the biggest well, enemy well, in I, the world. I 100% believe, and it's, a, it's actually an essay I wrote in university, about I believe uh, in the degradation of the black male in the media. I believe that the media constantly wishes to emasculate and degrade black men. Oof, let's go. Let's talk about it. Get the microphone, please. Please, <laughs> let's talk about I, it. Because I believe deeply in this degradation and emasculation of the black men, of the black man throughout, throughout Western media and how deeply and how strong it is, I'm not surprised that black women have fallen into this narrative. That they, that's why they're the biggest weapon that the white media has to use in order to degrade and emasculate us. They are white media's biggest weapon, turning black women against us. This whole situation, like you look at, look at Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Look at literally what's happened with Will Smith. That mm. his wife has been cheating on him, getting piped out <laughs> by a next young man. And <laughs> Will Smith is just a meme, bro. We're not behind him. We ain't got his back. We're yeah. not holding up Will Smith. He's a meme. He is being a cuck. He is being a little bitch boy. That is what they are portraying Will Smith as. You're and right. You, you know, are emasculating the black superhero Ooh. that I grew up with. The guy who was meant to be the hero, bro. In the 90s, Will Smith was number one black man. He was pushed up to be our hero and they have stripped him down to a little bitch and who did they use to do it his own wife I don't know how, I don't know if I can say facts on top of facts on top of facts but bro I, I bruv, that is the maddest bro I didn't even look at it what you just said because the other day I was looking at Will Smith and I said Will Smith's a punk now I'm not used anything because I'm an idiot you like, what's wrong but now I've actually seen it's been a ploy I've been saying this for a long mm-hmm. time that they demonise black men in the media and that's why mm-hmm. like you like everybody was praised everyone was happy to hear Tory Lanez go jail oh. and I'm telling you right now yeah whether he done or never done I don't wish jail on no black no man no black man ever I don't in wish my it on life. no do you know no, why because no he has dependents yeah He's got children, he's got a mother, he's got a sister, he's got a cousin, and those people might be dependent on him. So when he goes jail, all those dependent people, are what are they now? I'm all for protecting black women, but one thing I will have to say is, one thing I have to say about Meg and Tory and rappers in Hollywood, 
is that first and foremost, yeah, what happens in Hollywood stays, stays in, in Hollywood. Hollywood. These lot of rappers and they're famous people and they got a whole load of money and they're on a level that we're not on in life. So we're just speculating about. They was at a Kardashian's party in Hollywood. You don't know what happened. Don't pretend you know. Anyone who's like, oh, Tory definitely shot her. No, you don't know what happened. Anyone who's saying, oh, he definitely didn't. You don't know what happened. So just let the feds do their job. job. And we all know one thing about those American feds and rappers is that if that nigga Tory shot her, yeah, he's that going, nigga's going in jail, jail, bro. Yes. He's in jail now already. If that nigga shot her, he's in jail now already. That's that I can't lie. That's what I believe. Yes. If he actually clapped her and there's any... Because you got to think, bro. Like, any DNA... Like, how quickly the feds were on the scene, there's no way the bash could have... Even if he had gloves on, his DNA is all over the bash. His DNA is still yeah. all over the bash. Like, the, uh, the residues on his arms, all of these things there. Like, bro, there's so much evidence. This nigga's locked up and they've thrown away the key. Yeah. So... I'm not saying I don't think anything happened or anything did happen or didn't happen, but if that nigga Tory really did shoot Meg, he's in jail already. Look at Melly. Look at YNW Melly. Yeah. His trial ain't even nowhere near over, but that nigga has been in jail. Yeah. Been in jail because they had enough evidence to say, no, no, you you, no, you's involved. And just because you was involved... Yeah, we're we locking you up until trial, bro. He was involved. He'd have to be... And his label ain't saying, oh, wait, no, he's innocent, so let's throw a whole load of bail money at this and get him out. It's like, well, let's just... Boy. Wait and see what happens. Wait and see what happens. And but like, it's a quick to demonise. And the people that was against Tory the most... It's self-explanatory. It's now... It's got to the point where it's self-explanatory. A white youth could kill 10 white youths, yeah? It's it's all different communities that are against it. A black man supposedly shot a black woman, yeah? Supposedly, because I'm not sure. I weren't there. I can't tell you what happened. But it was supposedly, yeah? All right. This person is not in jail, number one. But the, the dragging that the media and, and, and thing are doing to him, without no evidence, makes me realise that we are our own enemies. And the reason why I have such an issue with it, the reason why these things grate me so much, because I'm not saying a black woman shouldn't jump to the defense of a black woman without even caring about what the truth and the facts are. I'm not saying black women shouldn't do that. The reason why it grates me so much, though, is because when it's non-black guys, you lot are so quick to be throwing these guys up in the culture and making these guys heroes of the culture, this, that, and the other in the culture. And when they do something wrong, you lot don't come at them with the same energy as you came at Tory Lanes with. Who remembers that you who was spitting in Europe at that time, yeah? And then we saw his tweets about dark-skinned girls and he got rubbed out. But I didn't see... I saw black guys rubbing him out. It was us, man, that went and rubbed him out for what he was tweeting about. But... I didn't see black girls. I saw black girls going, oh, I'm disappointed. My man's not going... Like, they wanted to see him no, blow. They, they, they wanted to see no, him shine I, I and say, were upset that I he didn't. I will didn't. say one thing, though. ZZ Mills brought him on the show and I think she slapped it on him still. That why is he even getting brought on the show? Why yeah. is he being allowed to say his... Yeah, why is he? Why is a black woman bringing this guy on the show to share his opinion? He has already said he is your op. It's easy, because you are a dark-skinned black girl and he has bun you out and you're bringing him on your show. Wow. Wow. Like, that stuff there breaks my heart on a level. I'm like, but you the one who gave him a platform. It wasn't even like it was, like, 
I'd be less offended if a mixed race girl gave him a platform because I'd be like, <laughs> she's got a white parent, so she might want to understand where the white person's coming from. Mm. Why do we need to hear where a white person's coming from? We are not white. We are black. It does not matter where a white person's coming from. Like, and that's why when you even made your initial post that got my attention in the first place, yeah. I just thought, oh, maybe he just doesn't want to hear no white person's opinion on it. And if that's it, then fair enough. <laughs> because we don't have to. We don't have to listen to what any white person's got to say. If they're backing us, then cool, good for you. Like, and that's why I said something to you, because she was backing us. So I thought, oh, cool, cool, cool. She's backing it, bro. Like, love her. But at the same time, man don't have to hear nothing no white person's got to say about anything, especially not your little apology when you wanted to try rapping Europe, bro. Have your little your little brethren standing up next to you, your little black brethren standing up next to you with a rapping. Where was your brethren when you was putting out tweets about dark-skinned girls? What, was he tweeting the same stuff too? Did he say it was cool? Because to me, that's mad. That's mad. If one of my white brothers was tweeting stuff about dark-skinned girls, he'd catch these hands, bro. Like, real life. And they all know that. They all know that. Like, some of them probably laughed when they saw me say that because they know it that deep. They thought, oh, yeah, our oh, base. Oh, yeah, oh, that guy would flip out, bro. Like, what? What? What about black girls? Nah, nah, nah. I couldn't do that, bro. Couldn't do that. Couldn't do that. And then think that man could be trying to rap in Europe next to him afterwards. Now he'd try to chef me for that kind of stuff. He'd lose his mind. Trust me. Trust <laughs> he'd me. lose his mind. He'd end up in jail if I did some stupidness like that. And, and the thing is, in, no one's putting out there that black women shouldn't be protected by the utmost thing. But we need to strike balance. Mm -hmm. We need to strike balance because the media makes the, the black woman seem weak and strong. And like I said, there is a conspiracy mm. to turn a black man and a black woman against each other. There's a, there is a conspiracy, bro. And I'm That's why black women have to be so strong because they don't need us. Yeah. They don't want them to need yeah, us. Yes, yes, So black women yes. need to be strong. Strong black women, so powerful. But, but white women don't need to be strong because white women can sit back and rely on the white man. Black women are the only group of women they don't want to be able to rely on their men. They don't want us to relax. Because they don't want them to relax. Because once the black man and the black woman connect again, it's too much power. Too much. They want to rub us out. Yeah, and because they want to rub us out full stop as a people, they can only do that by rubbing us out and disconnecting black women from us. Mm. The 90s, they showed too much unity. They showed too much black love and all of these things. And that's why things like girlfriends and all of these things are not on TV no more. It's why you don't, there's no equivalent to the Fresh Prince. And it took 10 years for Blackish to come out after the last black show was out before. Mm. It's taken so long for the Proud Family to come back on TV and there was no black cartoon in between that. All of these things happened for a reason because they had to create the disconnect for us again. They showed too much black love and created a whole generation of black kids who actually cared about being black and thought, oh, no, 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 we got to mess up their heads. So do you know how they messed up our heads? By bringing out lean and Xanax and all of these drugs. So all that generation who was growing up caring about all that black love and about to care about it all grew up into adults who just listened to Future and pop pills and sip lean and mess up their heads now. <laughs> lean is liquid heroin, bro. You men are nitties. Just got to say that. Is it, It's liquid heroin. Liquid it? heroin, bro. How did man say to me? Like, I, I, man said, right, I drank it and I felt numb. I said, what does that mean? Like, like I just felt cool. Like. And I saw you once, because I'm bridging the studio and I went in there, and I see you in there, and he was just like, and I was like, is he all right? <laughs> like, is he cool? Like, 
For two hours, man, man was just dead, I'm, gone. I'm, I'm, I'm like, no, bro, he's cool. He's just bare noise is happening, bare arguments. My man was like this, bro. We was arguing, shouting, everything. Man was just, he, bro. It's like I think he shifted a few times, but bro, he was gone. Bro, my man, there's twenty one, fam. Trust, trust me, fam. He knows, fam. His whole generation is rubbed out because of this lean thing, fam. Like, like, bro. Do you know how, how that's gonna be affecting you, man, when you turn forty and stuff like that? Like, brother, that's going to rub these men out. Like, these men don't get it. Like, the heart problems they're going to be having, the liver failure they're going to be having, all of this kind of stuff. That, that Like, bro, they've effectively rubbed you man out before you man can heal later on. And, you know, where everybody has that young, wild stage mm -hmm. and then man, man was smoking and drinking and doing this, that, and then man hits 30, so I'm going like, oh, okay, man's going to allow it now. Mm -hmm. Then you turn 40 and you're a gym man and you're looking all clean and all of these mm -hmm. nice things. That can't happen for the lean generation. Half of them are rubbed out already. Like, barely these rappers have gone rehab. They've really actually gone to real life rehab. Yeah. Like Amy Winehouse. They've gone to rehab. They just don't rap about it because it's not cool. Of course not. I was in rehab getting help. Money <laughs> was money gonna talk about. They're gonna still talk the same thing they was talking before. Yep, they're gonna talk like they were still out here lean and this, that and but no bro. Some of these men, some men, some men I respect their responsibility. Now they don't do those drugs, they don't rap about doing those drugs. And I at least respect your growth. Mm. The fact that you can at least grow past that. But it doesn't mean that people ain't gonna be listening to your back catalogue of you talking about it. Yeah. And bro, and I say all of this. With my favourite song right now being Moneybag Yo's Wakisha, which is a love song to leave. Yeah. And that's what shows me how trapped these youths are. Yeah. Because that's my favourite tune. And I ain't involved in this thing at all. Mm. But my man raps and like if I was a little 19-year-old, 18-year-old you, I might yeah. I might be going like yo man them like what are going like are we getting it in this weekend because that money bag yo's he's hitting it fam, he's making man think about it. Like. Man don't even remember when when Future done that song Mask or Mask Off, bro, he was talking about drugs. Mm -hmm. Molly Percocets now they interviewed him and said, Oh, do you take Molly and Percocets? He said, I don't take no drugs. Bro, as soon as I heard man say that, I said, Yeah, man's evil. That's evil still. I'm not saying that you have to do it and wrap it, but I'm saying to, to uh, This guy's whole hook was Percocets. Money Percocets. And he said, I take no drugs. I take no drugs. Ah. Man said oh, Money Percocets bro, with a passion. At least with And man don't take no drugs. So imagine a young boy, listen, because remember, I didn't even, this, you know, this is how mad it is. I know you're going to think I'm crazy. Bro, I didn't even know what a Percocet was. Bro, 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 bro. Future, I had to type it in and say. taught me what Percocets were. I'm not going to pretend. Like, as in, no, I only know what perks were because I listened to Eminem. Because I listened to Eminem and Eminem's been on drugs for years. And where he's actually been on drugs, like, he's gone rehab better times and he has rapped about. But I, this is my thing. I want to know what drives you to take these drugs, though. Like, what, what is it that drives you to take like, these, these, Eminem these perks? Will, Eminem will tell you. For Eminem, he's the only rapper I can talk about because he's actually rapped his story. Mm. His mum. Like his mum used to give him prescription drugs when he was a youth. That's why Eminem's the one rapper who disses his own mum because his mum yeah, was a drug addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, like they were trailer trash. They were proper trailer trash. And his mum well, was he had a sick lyric. Yeah, my yeah. mum's a son. I remember he. In his, my name is. He had a sick bar when he just dissed his mum. It was a <laughs> mad bar. I can't remember what it said. Mum's slag. <laughs> Dad, like, he went mad. That like, song was so crazy. That that's why he bust because yep, of that tune. Yep. And it was that one lyric as yep. well about his mum. Because yep. everyone, that was never known before. No rapper before never. this in the whole of niggerdom and black culture and hip hop <laughs> had ever insulted his mother. Why never. would you insult your mother? 
But Eminem's mum, well, if boy, if you had a mum like that that turned you into a drug addict while you were in primary school, I think you'd be rapping about her too. Mm. Like when you had brain damage from getting your head kicked in by a bully in primary school and then your mum just gave you bare pills to sort it out. Brother. Is that what she got? Brother. <laughs> Brother, when you used to get beat up by every one of your mum's boyfriends that comes through the house, her new, your new stepdad comes through and is beating you up for jacking pills that you are addicted to because your mum used to mix them with your food. That's mad. Brother, I can't lie. Like, I am so that glad crazy. that I don't have a mum like Eminem's mum. And that's the only reason why anybody should ever be addicted to prescription drugs like that to that level because your family was fucked up and they was fucking you up from a you. Because Future mad. and any of them other rappers, in America though, they got a problem with pain. And people, anybody who's got on pain, back pain, any kind of pain, doctor will just prescribe you some pills. Like, That's like the UK though, like, really, Percocets, Xanax, all of these things. But nah, but these prescription medicines here, you can't get them so easy over here. You can't just get like... Oh, these are the proper pain like, numbing. Like, like, yeah, like, like, numb, like, Xanax... Percocets, all of these things are for uppers, for like helping kids stay in school or for pain and stuff like that. And then people realize, whoa, but this just gets you high though too. So then they just started taking it when they didn't have nothing. Xanax is sleeping pills, meant to help people sleep, but people what? would take it and stay awake. <laughs> That's what, what? Xanax, Xanax is. is for sleeping. Xanax is sleeping pills. It's meant to just knock you out. Like you're meant to take one Xanax when you go on a plane and then you're knocked out. So, so wait a second, how is man taking it as a drug now? What isn't that knocking man out? No, bro, they take it and then f- fight past the part where you're meant to <laughs> fall asleep and stay awake and then they're fucked and they're off the hands. Hey, brother, this sounds bad. Bro, bro, bro like, I said, this I, sounds I said, crazy, I said, I bro. Whole niggas, whole niggas who are actually man's, man's guy, like man's brother that was off the hands at certain points in time. Like, man, no, like they don't do that. Like, man's quit the hands, he's off them now. But there was times where, yeah, no, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Because he, he showed me, he showed me. Me, no, no, man. No. I was like, nigga, that's sleeping pills. He goes, I know, but man takes it, stays awake. And I was like, and he goes, yeah, certain times then you'll just conk, bro. Like, like it'll almost be a waste because you just conked, but like, there's nothing man can do because you've been riding for so long. Like, yeah, bro. Certain man I know, they were like, yeah, bro. Some of the best beats I ever made was made off the Zans, bro. <laughs> I was like, that's And then certain times they'll play music and be like, yeah, yeah, that was when I was off the Zans. Like, they could even tell the sounds that they know they was making when they was off the Zans. Like, because there were certain things that... Like, and I'm like, boy... That's mad. And that's you see, mad. and that's the problem when you're a creative as well, is that drugs do open up areas of your brain that they don't that aren't normally open. So then you can now do things that you couldn't normally do, and that can really fuck you up as a creative. Yeah, because I, yeah, I, I, yeah, cause I used to think the same thing. I used to think that um, smoking weed used to make me write better lyrics, because I used to be in a wavy kind of zone. Mm-hmm. When I come out of that zone, I'll be like, bruv, what the hell? What kind of flow is this? Then I'll say it to you, and you'll be like, bruv, that sounds sick. And I'll be looking at you thinking, brother, I, I don't even know. I, I don't even, I have to go back to that place to, to create this again. Does I'm, it make sense? I'm glad that I started smoking late and writing early. Mm. So I was writing bars from like seven in primary school. Mm. And then I didn't start really smoking weed till I was like 17. So I already knew I could write sick without having to smoke weed. I knew that I don't need to burn weed to be able to write a tune, to be able to go in studio. Mm. I'd done all of those things before. But then smoking weed did, the one thing it did teach, uh, the one thing I learned how to do after smoking weed was freestyle. I couldn't freestyle before I started. Smoking mm. weed opened my mind and made me get Yeah, it makes you, yeah, it takes you to a different place. Yeah, takes to different but, place. But, but now man can freestyle sober. I fully have taught myself how to freestyle sober because it's the same thing. 
you can pick up that place without having you don't need to rely on substances mm. to do anything mm. as much that, as that, that's the good thing that you got because I, I think a lot of people they would think that um i need to take these pills to make this type of music bro, bro i've heard man i've heard man i've been in studio with man who were like bro like oh i need to burn a zoo otherwise i can't even do this and you're like wait what why do you think that no wait wait stop like i'm always like no no let's stop now now that you said that let's stop everything mm. and you need to show me why you're a drug addict <laughs> <laughs> why are you why do you believe you need drugs to open up your career that's yours that's not the drugs didn't give you this you were born with that bro mm. like yeah that might be a key to help you open up that door but you can figure out how to grease that lock and get that door open without that key you don't need that key you don't need that key to open that door bro facts just like if you lost your house keys, you're going to get into your house, right? Mm. You're going to get, even if you have to break in, you're going to get into your own house. 100%. And you're going to be sitting there when the feds come and you're going to be like, well, this is my house. And they're going to be like, oh, you just forgot your keys. Like, exactly. Mm. And that's what you need to figure out how to do with your brain when yeah. you're freestanding. Mm. Figure out how to break in that side window and get that creativity out your house and so that you're in that house without needing anything like that. But then what happens when, all right, you start taking these pills now, but you're addicted now. See now, and that's boy. When you when you're on that slippery slope, then boy, it's just now. All I recommend is doing what Amy Winehouse didn't want to do and going to rehab, <laughs> like mm. genuinely, because I don't know how to help you. I don't know how to help anyone who's a drug addict like that. I I've never had to deal with real life. But they don't even look at it as a like drug that. anymore, though. They they're, no. they're saying I'm just I'm just off the pills. Yeah, like, bro. Yeah. It, it sounds actually like normalized now. Yeah, no, 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 definitely, bro. Just like stabbing someone sounds actually like. Like it sounds, it sounds like like I'm gonna chef man. Alright, cool. Alright, that doesn't even sound that bad. No, chicken. I'm gonna man. splash man. Yeah, chicken man. Well, am I jumping in the bath? Yeah, like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. as as a kid, like it sounds. There's words that sound that are very aggressive, but sound attractive. Mm -hmm. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Well, back in the day, the words used to be very aggressive, mm -hmm. not sound attractive. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna shoot you in your face. Now man be like, I'm gonna splash my man in his face. Yeah, I'm gonna splash my man in his back. Like my man's gonna get murked, fam. And you're yeah. like, oh what he's gonna get murked here? It's like now it's like oh, I'm just gonna get man down. It's like, oh yeah. getting man down sounds cool. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, well, you're man's trip him down. Up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man's down. Yeah, yeah, we can trip him up, we can sweep him and get him down. Yeah. Now getting down meaning means like it could be death, bro. Bro, yeah, bro. Okay, yeah, so. bro. When they're saying get man down, they mean murder and they're on some bad stuff, bro. These things are ridiculous. So, what do you think we can do as a solution to stop um, white women from looking down on black men? As a solution from to stop white women from looking down on black men, firstly yeah. and foremost, black people need to stop looking towards white people for any form of approval. Oh, thank you very much. For any form of approval. Thank you very much. But that's the same as what my, that video was really doing, though. No, 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 no. no. If you really and, look at no, it, no, and that's and that's why that's why I'm glad I could sit here with you mm. because as much as I could say to you. Yeah, uh, she was supporting the mandem. I can also agree with you and go, yeah. Well, if you're not looking for no white person's approval, fair enough. Because mm. you're not. Because ultimately, she she in the video. I wouldn't say that she's giving her approval like that, or any anyone supporting her is getting their approval from a white woman like that. Mm. But man, don't need to listen to what she's saying. Yeah. Man, don't need to care about what she's saying because that is just that is literally a white woman's approval. That mm. is a white woman's support. And you black women don't need that. You black women, it's nice to have people stand in solidarity with you and definitely don't reject them when they're trying to stand in solidarity with you because God knows we need more. We need more to back us, but we don't need them to tell us anything. Mm. And where you were saying she was telling us something, mm. 
and you wasn't trying to hear that, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough because we don't need no white person to tell us anything. We don't need that at all. Like man, don't need to hear nothing from no white girl or nothing about nothing. Like I already know to not disrespect black women, whether no white woman tells me or not. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. And why would you get with another race of people and then look down on your own people as if your mum's not that person anyway? That's what doesn't even make sense to me. Does it make sense? <laughs> that like is man's facts. man's man's a black man. Regardless, my mum's black. My children are black. What am I gonna say bad against black people when I'm actually black and my family are black? Even if I'm with a, a woman from another nationality. But the one thing is though, there are men them who do it. There but are, I think they're few and far. They're, they're far and few. You know what? Yeah, I think there's actually more than you know. And you see her as a white girl, she would have seen them more than we would. Because them man would never do that around us kind of black men. They'd never, they would never allow that side do, of them do, to be seen. But do, do you know what I say though? I say um, you have to be careful because on the flip side of that, that means I only take things to people that I feel that they're going to agree with me on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that black man that was doing that with her was because he thought that she was going to agree he, with he that. He did think that. He, did, he definitely did. And that's why she's making that video, to show that she ain't in agreement with... No, and if you're a black man and you think that, don't try and move to her and slide into her DMs because she ain't going to be in agreement with it. And that's But most black men ain't even going to do that initially at the start. That's, no, that's something that you get after... You, after not. a few months and of you start to get comfortable, you're not going to search it because it just sounds weird, like a man you know moving what, yeah. to a white thing but and you, saying, "I don't like black girl." But you know what? Yeah, but you know one thing. Do you know one thing that, like, okay, so my ex girl was Mexican, and like certain times, me and her would step out, and then black girls are all looking at us like I'm with. Oh, I look at my man in his interracial relationship. Da, 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 da. Like, and I ain't feel no way. I don't care. Like, my ex girl knows I didn't care. Like, we both know we was out here and we was good. But she used to always say to me, how come, how come it's always black girls that stare at us more than anyone else? How come black girls give us more energy than anyone else? And that would be where those coonish black guys turn around and go, oh yeah, these black girls are so problematic. That's where, those are the moments where them black guys turn around and reveal their true colours. When they're on the date with her. And the black girls are staring. And she goes, oh, those girls are staring at us. And he goes, oh, those black girls are so problematic. And starts just chatting out the side of his neck like some facio. And I've seen brothers do that because I went to a uni that was very white still. And I saw, and a few, and a few black guys there had to get G-checked and moved to and shown like, what, what do you think you're going to be disrespecting black girls to try, like, to try and impress these white girls? Did you really think that that was what you were going to do in this room that I was sitting in? Is that what man was trying to do? Because I've seen a couple black men do it. And I think I think because I've really seen it and had to G-check it in real life. What, what are they saying? What are they saying? Like, like literally just saying things like, oh, yeah, them black girls are so loud, innit? Like, like one white girl just said something like, oh, those girls were really loud. Like, a group of black girls walked past and they're shouting. And one girl's going, oh, those girls were really loud. And then they're going, oh, yeah, black girls don't know how to act in public. And you're like, wait a second, what, brother? What are you saying, brother? What do you mean black girls don't know how to act in public? What are you talking about? That sounds like some proper subject. Bro, bro, bro. Man's had to stick it on these yeah. youths, G-check these youths, show them levels for this stuff. Like, let these men know what it is, because what are you doing? Just what are you doing? Yeah, that's mad. If, if I hear a black man say that, I'm going to be onto him, because I'm going to be like, brother, mm-hmm. no, you can't do that still. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you can't do them things around me still. 
Um, but it, it, it hurts me if I, if I actually see that because as a black man, even if you're not attracted to black women, you know, because we can't say all black men have to be attracted to black no, women. No. Um, I think that's kind of a, a ignorant and kind of like old, like stupid way. It's like saying that, you know what I'm saying? That means that every other culture has to follow suit. Yeah, yeah, no, that means that we're now we're falling down a slippery slope because you can't choose who your dynamics like. No, definitely. You just like who you like. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I know man that like, I know one of my brethren, he only goes to white things. Same. You know I've got, got a couple brethren. But, I always wondered in my head, I used to always like have this little thing in my head, like, brother, why do you really like white things so much? But that's his thing. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? That's his yep, thing. Bro. My other brethren only likes Asian things. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I've got a brethren like that too. And, bro, you could not bring anything that's not Asian around mm-hmm. him. You know what I'm saying? His miss is Asian, yep. bro. He's not playing them yep. games. He likes Asian. That's his mm-hmm. flavor. That's yep. his flavor and what he likes. My yep. other brethren, only African. He only yep. wants African. Yep. He wants the blackest yep. sister. Yep. I was about to say, uh, yep. I've got another brethren yep. who only wants dark bro, skin. He, he only wants, wants the, the black. dark skin wants, yep, queens, yep, bro. Yep, 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 I'm yep. talking about the yep. dark skin queens. Yep, like, like this brother, if it was really Re- good for him, he would, he would go fly over to Africa and just draw things bro, over there and bring them he back. He feels no way, no way natural, all of that. He's that guy, yep. you know what I'm saying? Yep. Voluptuous, big yep. things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, That's about, his yeah, flavour. My brother's 100% that guy. Shout out my guy. But I can't tell a man, I couldn't look at another grown man and tell him, you have to be of a black woman. Nah. You have to do this. Nah. You have to do that. Because a man's going to look at me and he's going to do whatever he wants to do anyway. Brother, brother, brother. Two big men should not tell two big men anything unless you paid out other man's bills. Yeah. Unless you're paying his bills or you're his dad, then don't tell him nothing about what he's doing with his life. And even if you are my dad, my dad already knows. <laughs> like, you, we could, you can't tell a man about who, where, to, where to sleep. You can't tell a man about who he's sleeping with. Yeah, you can't, I'm bro. not involved in who anyone's sleeping with. I'm not telling a woman to who she should be sleeping with. I'm not telling no one what they should be doing unless that person's abusing them. But what... I will say is that we, as black men, have to respect black women to the full extent. 100%. But for us to respect you, you have to respect yourselves oh. and stop trying to diss us. And because uh, we can't, I'm, I'm, I'll be real with you, I'm not standing for any dispute. I don't care because you're a black woman. If you disrespect me, I'm going to give you the same energy that you gave me. I don't care what colour or what nationality you are. It doesn't matter to and me. And I think black women make too many sweeping statements on black men. Like, just... You know, that all men are trash, these sweeping statements that just, like, ultimately, women live in a bubble. A lot of women live in a bubble where they feel like men ain't got emotions or men's emotions don't come into count. But when you say them kind of things, you just get bare defensive guys coming going, oh, not all men. And they go, I don't want it. I'm not here for the not all men crowd. But... Brother, it's not all men. It's your ex-boyfriend who's trash. Mm. It's the guys you know who are trash. Mm. So why are you tarring all of us with this brush? Mm. You do not know me. You have never met my man. You've never met my other young G behind the camera. Why are you calling us trash? Mm. What have we done? Like I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be on your comments saying not all men because I ain't got time for it, brother. But I know that you're chatting shit and I know you're just hurting. You're just speaking from a pain, <laughs> place of pain and a place of emotion. But when you do that and you make those sweeping statements, it tars a lot of us with that brush. And man, them got emotions too. And all the guys who got emotions are, are now in your comments chatting, chatting, chatting. Mm. And now you're dealing with a whole bunch of stuff you didn't need to be dealing with. And just like my brother here is saying to you, Show some respect. Have like some 
treat people how you would like to be treated. You would not like to be treated like that. With, with You would not want us out here saying, black women are all trash, black women are all this, da 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 da, da. You don't want us doing that. We're not going to do that. We're not going to be irresponsible with this platform. Mm. So don't be irresponsible with yours. Thank you. And and the funny thing is, I've never actually done anything that's directly, if it's to women, bro, that's to the whole broad stream. It's nothing to do with exactly black women, but I get attacked the most. And it... And first of all, I wasn't going to say this. I was going to keep it to myself. But, bro, because it's got out of hand now, I need mm-hmm. people to actually understand. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to draw for me because I will I will bang out back. And then it looks like it's a war. But I'm not in, in the back and forth thing and mm-hmm. two wrongs make a right. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, let's correct this problem that we're having. Mm-hmm. Man is not your enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah? 100%. That's where the problem lies. It's like they think that, I don't know, like, it's like maybe what I'm saying is touching them a little bit too much. So they say, you know, I have to comment some crap on this. Like, I like people that make good comments, but some people are just like, it's just hate. Like, a woman said, I hate your page, and the only reason why I'm here is because of this. And I'm just like, I looked at her profile, and I was just like, is that how you really feel? Like, like you have something in your heart against someone that you don't even know. That's, number one, that's a problem. Bro. I can't go on the internet and hate someone that I don't know. Bro. I can dislike you. But to say hate, hate is a strong emotion, you know. Hate is the opposite of love. <laughs> and love is like some ultimate emotion that when you feel, you start losing your mind. Yep. Man lose sleep over that. Man, yeah. man don't even sleep in the night when they're in love. <laughs> oh, for real. You know what I'm saying? For real. So when you say we hate something, raw, like, this is the video on the internet, really? Yeah. You, you hate it? Like, raw, like, I have to start questioning things in people's lives. Like, is your life all right? Bro, 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 genuinely, I'm sitting down wondering how people are feeling all the time because as somebody who's been through depression, I'm co- all I feel like is the internet's just full of depressed, upset, angry people. I'm just like, boy, Thanks. all I do is put up whatever content I'm putting up on my social media, try and scroll through a little piece, and as soon as I feel my energy getting disturbed, I'm gone. Gone. I'm out. I'm gone. Out because and I'm the same. If I feel like there's something that I don't agree with and it's hurting me, bro... I lock off the internet because yeah. I was on the internet once and I was seeing bare. It's like the algorithms is bringing me to a place and I was like, why is it bring? And I started to realize maybe these people are smart and they know what's tr- gonna trigger me. So I said, let me just let me stay away from this and I logged out a few hours and I stayed away from it and I felt better when I went back on it. You know, I felt more controlled. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't let the internet take control of bro, you and your bro, emotions. I can't even lie to you. I used to be that guy who would be up till three a.m. arguing with man. I was 100%. <laughs> I, I was that meme where my girl was saying, come to bed. And I'm like, no, someone is wrong on the internet. I'm still here getting at this dance. I used to be that guy. And bro, that is part of the reason why I was depressed. <laughs> like, that was terrible. I, I, I was in the dunya, lost, <laughs> lost. Lost like man, cop. See what it says? Wandering under a cloud of melancholy. Yeah, I was deep in sadness, bro. And now I'm not sad anymore. So I'm not out here doing sad shit. Typing to people. When I see people doing that, I'm like, oh, you're you're in a dark place. Because I used to be in that place. You got time to actually do that? Oh wow. I feel sorry for you, bro. I'll pray for you when I get home. Because I can't. I can't, I can't be doing that. I can't do that. Got to protect my mental health. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. I've never been someone like... I've seen people go into other people's lives and they're just chatting and cussing. I'm like, bro, if you hate the person... Do you know what I do when I don't like something? If someone's talking, yeah, and I don't agree, I just skip. I'm just like, 
off. I don't have time to be sitting there for an hour to critique something that I don't like. Because, all right, let me tell you something. This is what I've realised in my mind. I don't know everyone else's mind. But if I don't like something, the comment that I'm going to be is is it's a biased one anyway because mm-hmm. I, I don't like your, I don't like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm going to be biased now. I think a lot of people come to other people's pages with that bias and then drop mad comments. And then they think that if I get attacked now back in this comment, I'm going to fight back. But be more time, I'll be honest. Sometimes I, I, sometimes I respond, sometimes I don't. I, I'm just like, I've learned how to, um, I've learned how to navigate through the internet. Mm-hmm. If I'm honest mm-hmm. with you, I've learned how to navigate. Now, I can it. tell that as well because even our interaction where I've commented, got some likes on my comment, that somebody's responded to me and called me a coon. And I've li- clicked on this page and thought, oh, you ain't got no posts. You got barely any followers, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. So you're some fake profile, Donny. So I don't even like you anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a nerd. But then you've liked my man's comment. I'm like, oh, wait, what, what? And then we, we've had our little back and forth. But then instantly I've just said, bro, but this conversation would be different if we're face-to-face. And you're like, yeah, come true. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. So yeah. this is a real man that I'm chatting to. Yeah. This isn't no doubt of this internet fake shit. We're not here for that fake energy. We're here to just yeah. have a real, real conversation. conversation bro. And now we're sliding through with brethren. Yes, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like see what I'm saying? And now I know you're an author and you know, all kinds of other like, stuff. Like, so like, I think like sometimes when you're putting certain energies into the world, like I said, um, it could come back onto you or it could not come back onto you. But mm-hmm. imagine now like a comment led to us linking now. Mm-hmm. It's a lifetime link. Up, you know what I'm saying? For real, for so, real. like I said pe- to people, man, like you sometimes you you've got to have like interesting conversations. That conversation could have went super left and just arguing and cussing each other. Very like, easily. F you, what daycare? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like e- immature, man. Sitting very, having a mature, very, very easy. Yeah, like, now we're having a grown man conversation. Yep, I've had a great conversation. If yep. I'm honest, I actually really liked this episode. You know what yep. I'm saying? So yep. if you haven't already, you make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, and go to the YouTube, yeah, because this episode. It's one of my best ones. Click yeah. that bell, bro. Just Get them me. notifications, I'm bro. Telling you, I'm telling you. I'm tell- Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 